Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You are now listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode 14, with my extremely special guests, Georgina Campbell and Pav from Foreign Beggars. Is hosted by myself, The Last Skeptic. As always, come on now. If you are a regular listener to the podcast, please, please make sure you go on iTunes, you give it five stars, you go leave a review, and you go pass it to your friends. Do all that good shit. As always, the Thanks for Trying podcast contains very despicable language. Big love to Seb Wai for recording the show. Enjoy this episode. Big up. All right, we're recording. Sexy radio voice on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 14 of the Thanks for Trying podcast with my very special guests, Georgina Campbell and Pav from Foreign Beggars. <laughs> so I feel, like, I feel like we had such amazing conversation before uh, we rolled today that I'm nervous now that that's it. We've just, we've just spunked it all. That's it. It's not going to get any well, better than that. we kept like starting to have conversations and then quickly Lock it off. Yeah, <laughs> you, bro, you, like, no, you dipped out black. the room for 15 minutes, left me <laughs> yes. on my own. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, where so, the fuck did he go? And I was like, okay. Actually, I was like, that's strategic. I rate that professional. <laughs> I had to, you know, it's, it's, it's basically the really soft borderline between rude and strategic. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, Shut up, I'm it's, leaving. Yeah. Sorry about but that. But even guys. the small talk was getting sick. They were like, no. I that's know. True. Yeah. I was like, what, what's the most offensive thing I can talk about that I can't say on the podcast? And, you know, that didn't, that didn't go very well. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So let me start with you, Pav. That's I haven't good. seen you in ages, in yeah, a long it's been time. A, minute, man. a long fucking time. You've been in and out of the country. Yeah, yeah. Doing lots of excellent shit, lots of touring, as always. Uh huh. Um, how are you? Why don't you just break it down? Yeah, pretty cool, man. It's been a bit mental, actually. I mean, this last year we've been touring a bit less because we're doing an album at the moment. Oh. But yeah, it's been it's been cool, man. I mean, we always travel. We've been traveling a lot. But I think this year has been kind of hard because they tighten up on the visa regulations right. and they're giving me shorter term visas. So I have to keep leaving every three months. Oh, fuck's sake. Present like a fucking court case dossier worth of shit just what? to come back here for three months or whatever. So what? Yeah, been in and out quite a lot, man. So yeah, I mean... It's all good though. I get to go home, see my family, work, be away from the madness. And so, bit, where is home for people yeah, that don't know? Where do you? Well, have to mom, go? My f- I was born in Dubai, so my okay. family still live there. So I get yeah. to go home and check them. And I've be always home wanted for a to while. go to Dubai. Yeah, same. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't say anything. They could be held against me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool, man. It's a very, it's it's changing a lot. It's probably the most progressive place in mm. the whole GCC area. And I think, like, in the last few years, it's kind of definitely turned into. 
like a, a full, you know, like multinational metropolis now. So I think yeah. like back in the day before it was still a bit, still a bit small, but like mm-hmm. now, I mean, the amount of interesting creatives and businesses and people and young people who are coming through there and making yeah. moves. For example, I was just there for Soul DXB. We did an activation with them mm-hmm. and like Skepta was there, Stormzy was yeah. there. That's right. You know, Lil Sims is playing out there. You have all, yeah. there's like, there's loads of interesting music. There's loads of interesting art, like art Dubai's popping off. They got like the film festival. So it's, yeah, it's, it's really dope, man. Yeah, that's ill. And yeah, there's so many fucking gigs out there. I saw, um, when I was in India earlier in the year, I saw um, yeah. Dan Greenpeace and uh, Mo City and, and yeah, all those yeah, guys yeah, yeah, that yeah, are the obviously, you know, killing it out there with everything. Um, it's, it's dope. I still, I still need to go. I still need to go desperately. I'm going to do that all at right. some point. I'll hook it up. I'll hook it up something. All right, let's do that. <laughs> also, I need some like, like sun because the, the translucency levels in my skin right now are just not, yeah, true. Do it's you not good. react well to sun though? Because you look like someone that's <laughs> yeah. gonna burn. You look like you're it gonna de- go red as soon as you see like, the sun. That's the thing. I've got like <laughs> Arabic roots. I got yeah. So I'm like a quarter Tunisian, yeah. but really? then like I'm a quarter like Ukrainian, Polish, all of this shit, and then like the rest of me is like you're a, a, mess. a fucked up mess. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, foreign beggars, oh, baby. It, foreign beggars, baby. You know what I mean? It's like trust me, it reflects in my psyche. Yeah. And um, but yeah, like I I burn. I do burn. Yeah, that's it's correct. It. Yeah, um, but. I I've been try- I tried like uh, a sunbed for the first time this year before Why? I went to India because I thought you know what like- shit that happens when you're in a relationship yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that is true that is true no I was like, I just thought you know what I want to I want to go in and like try it out like, I'm a 2017 male you yeah. know what I mean I can do this yeah, shit. I like Good. the fact yeah, of well- like having to did you, was it you, like having to lie in it and it closing on you it's a bit like being in a coffin <laughs> I don't like the idea of that and Oi. there's that final destination when the girl gets stuck in it oh, no. and then she burns Burns alive, oh, and I no. saw that when I was really young. And from then, I mean, I don't Shit. really need to go into sunbed anyway. But I've always just thought I kind of, I would kind of, oh I would kind of tell myself that I'm it. a pearl in an oyster, right? As what? opposed to like a, you know, like you know, as opposed to incubating a coffin. Yeah, or like I could be a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least I'm cooking. <laughs> you know, at least be something you like. You know? I think say, hot dogs are like, a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> just slowly like turn. Oh, you're like a corpse God. in a coffin. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful analogy. Yeah. I think it's really nice. I mean, these ones, the one I go into is, it's a stand up one. And so you, and you close okay. it yourself. What? Just so tell yourself all jokes. The power. It. Yeah. You just that's like kind of stand up. For, yeah. Oh, I just How long that. Did you stand good. up That's a good one. Um, <laughs> I just, I said, look, wait, look at me. I'm Indian. I don't know. I do it for like six minutes or something. Yeah. Like, but it just works. Like six minutes of it. Six minutes. Yeah. You get a little bit of a glow. Yeah. Yeah. And also like I associate it with, you know, like I, I think, well, I don't need to go to the gym that day because I've sweated a bit. So that's all right. That's not how I think Works, right? That's not that is how, how it works. If, if I ever did go in a sunbed, I'll be wearing a bikini. So I got a little bikini. Yeah. That's sexy. Yeah. Anyway, so Georgina Campbell, talk to me. How, how are you doing? Lovely to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Pleasure. This is nice. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm all right. Good. What do you What do you want to know? Um, so <laughs> uh, shit interrogation. Um, I, I guess obviously a, a great place to start is something that, that known you were coming on I hadn't actually seen before but I spoke to a lot of people about and some I'd heard so much about which obviously is Murder by My Boyfriend yes. which is you know fucking brutal fantastic yeah, but brutal. brutal and like I, I guess it's been a it's been a while you won the BAFTA for it yeah I did I did I did um, not 
was it not last year the year before now slowly mm. slipping away no <laughs> Slowly, slowly sipping away. I don't even think I'm invited to the BAFTAs this year. Like, oh, I'm dead uh, to them now. They're over no me. Way. I don't give a shit anymore. Um, but no, yeah, it was, it was actually, I think Murder by My Boyfriend is still on iPlayer. They've just put it back on iPlayer. Wow. Um, they, they won't let it be. But <laughs> <laughs> alone, it's done. Um, but um, yeah, no, it was an amazing, it was an amazing experience. Mm. It was pretty intense. I bet. Um, and I just had, the reaction that it's had is yeah. insane. No one, no one really expected it because we filmed it in like two weeks and we had no money. Uh, I'm guessing you got a lot of feedback from people uh, who, who found it in not just terrifying as, as I did and in, in, in how real it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was, yeah, the writer, um, Regina Moriarty, she like really managed to encapsulate it all within an hour and kind of get everything in because mm. a lot of it's not necessarily about the physical stuff. A lot of yeah. it's also about the mental stuff about someone going through your Facebook, going through yeah. your phone, telling you how you should dress, telling you who you should be spending time with, mm. which I think a lot of people can relate to even yeah. if they can't relate to being hit. Although obviously people can relate yeah. to that as well. Um, yeah, it was, it's been, it was quite, especially when it first came out a lot of people because a lot of people forget that you're not the character right um so like you get weird things where people like obviously you died in it yeah people are like oh my god i'm so sorry that happened to you like oh, he's no. in prison though right like how are you doing how's your daughter no. No, and i'm like you everything. um <laughs> like, Yo, you're yeah tripping, some yo. people get so what? into it they just kind of seem to forget what? I don't know. It's bizarre. That's so but, weird. Um, so I ended up speaking to a lot of people actually right. that had had similar experiences, um, and I felt like a bit of a fraud because actually I haven't had that experience, so I kind mm-hmm. of didn't. Well, it's acting you know. though. You get to live it and body learn about yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Come yeah. on, yeah. you know. But also, as someone who had been through that like horrible experience, it would also be an awful thing for them to then act it out so it's it's almost better for you yeah you know what i mean and it's, it's also so. an amazing learning experience for you to yeah no it was to kind of do that that's i mean it's it was you know beautifully acted and very subtly in a way as well like and very respectfully which is you know that's probably the most serious thing i'll say on this podcast Cheers, so yes yeah. <laughs> subtly and subtly respectfully, and respectfully. <laughs> i'm basically trying to be like a film critic one day like yeah. I hope you, you know that's that's what I want. Practice hours, you know. What I mean? <laughs> but I'm so so. Have you been so you're auditioning at the moment? You're kind of working on next kind of thing. I'm auditioning at the moment. Excellent. Yeah, I yeah. did. Um, I did a a, a a pilot last year for um like a Superman prequel Sick. thing set on the planet Krypton. Dope. Um, which was cool. Which we're like waiting at the moment to see if it's going to go cool. or not. So Wicked. fingers crossed. I mean, it's yeah. Superman. I feel like there's got to be loads of people that are going to watch it. So yeah, yeah like, Dude, how many people go. watch Superman versus Batman? Uh, I'm saying, like, yeah. that, sh- is, that shouldn't uh, have been watched. But <laughs> yes. I watched it. I, wa- I watched, I watched it. it. That's the way you're saying. We can't brush past this BAFTA thing because you want a BAFTA. Oh, right, like, yeah, yeah. Pav mentioned <laughs> it a bit before, like, and like. So, what was that like? Just got like that's. I that's lost my shit. Yeah, no, I didn't. It was really funny because before it as well, like, there'd been all these like articles that had come out with people being like, "Who the fuck is this girl? <laughs> like, why is she nominated?" Sick. And then it was Sick. like Underdog. loads of stuff saying, "Yeah." because obviously I think that year it, everyone thought it was going to be Sarah Lancashire who'd right. done Happy Valley who's okay. amazing in it um, and she'd won the RTS award as well 
So when it, it's like a long ceremony, hmm. it's a long ceremony yeah, and you can't drink things. during it oh, and you've on. not eaten. So like uh, it's right at the end that they do the main actor and actress. So I was just knackered and we'd, all, we'd been up for another award, but we hadn't won that one. So we were all feeling really depressed and like we just wanted a drink. <laughs> and no one thought I was going to win. And then um, Christopher Eccleston said my name. And there's like a picture of me actually where my eyes are like fucking like bugging out of yeah. my face. Yeah, and I, was I, saw like, that, I saw that reaction. You were like, oh what the my fuck? God. I have to get, you have to get up now? <laughs> no, it was just awful. And I hadn't written a speech and I'd spoken to my mum in the morning and she'd had a go at me because she was like, no. please just write a speech, just wow. write something. So I was like walking up to the stage like, oh my God, what am I yeah. going to say? Why did I wear this dress? Why does my hair look like this? <laughs> like I'm actually going to be on telly. Um, and then kind of managed to get through i don't really know what i said i said brilliant a lot i feel like that was the only word i could remember so everything was brilliant 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 brilliant. it was brilliant Uh, i forgot to thank my family or my friends fine yeah whatever who cares they didn't do anything Um, (laughs) and she says that shit afterwards they weren't involved in this um but then when i came off i actually um i i have anxiety so i suffer from anxiety so I had a full-blown panic attack, oh, no. but I had to like keep going and I didn't want anyone to know. And no one that I knew was around me. Yeah. So it started with like profuse sweating, mm, bless profuse you. sweating. And God. then I like my heart started going and I started yeah. not being able to breathe. Oh, and then we had to do this photo at the end where everyone lines up and Royce, bless him, was like, everyone had started kind of leaving the auditorium. So Royce had come forward and he could see me on the stage and I looked grey and I was hyperventilating and he was like, just come down. <laughs> just leave the stage, yeah. just calm oh, down. Bless. So I sat with him and it kind of calmed down. And then the rest of the night was great. But it definitely wow. wasn't like... I'm just yeah. so surprised they didn't tell you beforehand. Wow. Like I, I always assumed that, you know... The people would, who win, they kind of yeah, they, they know. But I think the thing is that people who win normally do know because mm. I feel like you normally know who's going to win. Right. So that's why they come up and have like unless really you're polished new, unless you're like a newbie yeah. and like so I think it was quite an odd situation actually that Shit. I did end up winning. Or maybe somebody should have got fired for not giving <laughs> yes. a memo. Yeah. Um, and you've just come back from India. I have just come back from India. Yeah, great. I was like, who are you talking to, bro? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. All, all of us. Yeah. Um, so what? So what? How long were you out there for? I was out there for a week. Only a week. Yeah, I just went on holiday. I went. I, I was so. I'm gonna look like such an actor now. Why? I went on like a uh, a yoga and meditation retreat. Oh, that's lovely. Went go um, on. No, in I, I I feel like I've never pronounced it right. Mm. I think it's pronounced Kerala. 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 It was amazing. I, I heard Kerala's beautiful it's and I didn't so get to go. so beautiful. Very yeah. romantic though. Like yeah. a little bit too romantic. Right. Because in, in the, so in the retreat, the most people they can have is nine. Right. But because uh, it's out of season, there was only two of us. Oh no. Lucky that there was another girl because it could have just been me. Yeah. <laughs> um, which would have been so really awkward. awkward. Oh, but um, no. so me and this girl, Stephanie, just ended up doing a lot of stuff that was really romantic. That's right. Like, there was this one day lovely. where we went out to see the sunset and we got this boat out to this little island and she was in a really bad mood oh, no. and we weren't good friends enough to really talk about it. Yeah. So I was a bit like, oh, you okay, Stephanie? And she was like, yes. Oh, and then no. we had to stand and watch the sunset together and it was uh, the most romantic thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I was oh. with this random girl who wow. was really so, angry. So now you know what it feels like to be a boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's it. <laughs> 
That's true. So, so, that is sorry it. for any uh, future, past, present That's it. girlfriends. Jesus I've had. Christ. And that was same. Good. That was same. Good. Yeah. And I'm sure well, my, so, my girlfriend could attest to that being in that same place with me in India. Um, yes, Kerala's like the last matriarch, it's a matriarchal society. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. That's Apparently that's why it is more beautiful and better than, than like a yeah, lot of Yeah, probably other for the rest of the world. Yeah, exactly. I really wanted to go to Kerala. I never, I never nice. went there. And I, I, I recommend went, it. Yeah, I went to like everywhere else in India. What e- were you doing? In January. I everywhere. had a tour. Everywhere. Oh, nice. I went to a fuckload of places. Yeah. And I haven't even spoken. I, I went in January. I haven't even spoken about it on any episode yet. Um, so now you're getting this. Everyone's <laughs> oh, getting this. Yeah. Uh, and I had three shows. Yeah. Uh, I was DJing out there and then in between um, went around and just kind of traveled. So went from New De- from New Delhi uh-huh. to Agra, Jaipur. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then down to Mumbai and then Goa and then... Uh, Bangalore, yeah, yeah, and then up to Jodhpur, and then to and then back to Delhi for my final show. Nice, yeah. So what about? Got about apart from yeah. Kerala, which is my only the only spot I wanted to go. I've to. been to Kerala, yeah, yeah either back. man. My grandmother lives in Chennai in South India, and it's not mm. too far from there. But yeah, I think it's definitely next on the next on the cards when I go back there. Because you played a lot of festivals out there as well. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah, we were doing shows out there. We've been. Yeah, we played NH7 Festival and we done Goa Supersonic Festival. We actually mm-hmm. were booking a stage there. So we of were bringing course. loads of like... Big up Prash. Yeah, big up Prash. Bringing loads of... Big up Prash, big up Nern, big up Ali Sachadina. Mm-hmm. Bringing out loads of like... Just bringing out all of our fucking junglist heroes, yeah. basically. You know what I mean? So like... Yeah, we had like Goldie, Zinc, even D-Bridge wow. came, played at an after party, DJ Diage, Energy, Damn. took Sam Binga, took like just like, loads of like dubstep, drum and bass. We were kind of playing... <laughs> You know Goldie and Zing. No. Yeah, man. So we just had loads of heads out there. And it was nice just bringing loads of MCs out as well. We had Illa, man. Big up Illa. Yeah, it was good. So we were doing that for a couple of years. And then we did... Just started booking more shows, man. So we did a, did some did some bigger shows. I booked the Skrillex tour out there. Right. Went and did Skrillex in four cities, which was fucking mental. Seeing 13,000 people come out in Bombay. In like yeah. The yeah, the city doing that stuff. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. It's a little bit difficult hard work. It's a little bit difficult working there just because completely different yeah, rules of engagement, etc. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, it's but yeah, it's man. Madness. So also yeah. like you know like the guys doing magnetic fields. They're doing this this wicked festival that happens in oh where is it in Jaipur? Is it in Jaipur? Oh, it's completely drawn a blank. Anyway, it's in Jaipur. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's in Jaipur. Yeah, yeah. it's in like this old kind of like. 15th century like mogul palace man. so this. yeah it's a really dope festival called magnetic fields yeah yeah so I yeah i mean it's just the music scene there has been coming up in the last few years and like i think now it's at a place where like the shows are really sick they've kind of gone through all the teething problems of figuring how to book people and yeah. booking people and promoting properly and it's like now it's become a real world-class place for that it, for me it was a beautiful experience <clears throat> just comparing it to, to everywhere in the world that i've played and they're, they're so open to anything. Like I did two a two-hour set well, in, in three cities, but I mean, it was all of them were sick, but the New Delhi show was amazing because I just played two hours of like 12 to 2 a.m. of my beats. Yeah. Like, the, you know, you can play in a club, but you couldn't play, I couldn't play in Visions or I couldn't play in wherever here Yeah, because no one would be, everyone, I don't know this song. Well, I can't dance I mean, to this. People, I mean, also people are just really excited for new shit. New and shit like, and bass. Because also like with the censorship laws there, and you know what I'm saying? It's like mm. Everything has been so top down, just give you the most base common denominator yeah. shit. So there's always been a really strong penchant for underground. Like if you look at yeah. the metal scene there, for example, yeah. hardcore death metal scene is massive and it's yeah. sick. Really? Bands, but I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. <laughs> yeah, because I think like 
they're given so much cheesy bullshit from mm. the top and the censorship laws are so strong so that there's like this real kind of like you know like fervorance for the underground shit so people care about that stuff and i think because it's difficult for art i mean diff- just because of the currency and stuff like that, it's been difficult for artists doing relatively well. Like, say, for example, if you want to book Kate Chinada out there mm. a couple of years ago, do you know what I mean? Kate Chinada fee here, you wouldn't be able to really pay mm. him the right type of fee. So it's like, yeah. they really do appreciate people coming and bringing all that, you know, new yeah. underground shit that they wouldn't necessarily have exposure to. Of course. Yeah, and it was yeah. such a lovely experience to go and like play. I played like new grime. I played new everything. Yeah, man, they're on like, it. They just want a party, it. man. They just want a party. party. It was sick. Yeah. Everyone they want to hear dope beats and fucking get down, dude, man. Oh, bro, it was sick. <laughs> I did real, like a man. cypher with um, Desi Hip Hop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did, like DJ, like the Desi Hip Hop. Bro, the huge rap scene is popping the yeah. fuck off now, Yeah, man, it was dude. crazy. I had like five rappers from, from Mumbai and like they all just rapped over my beats while I was DJing for them just and they filmed it all. Yeah. Cool. It was just really sick. it's really sick. dope because like the underground hip hop scene there isn't the privileged kids. It's yeah. like, because like, like the first side of hip hop that really kind of caught on there was the breakdancing shit, you know, because yeah. that kind of fully transcends any language barrier shit. And it was all the kids from the slums and Proper, the hoods proper. who were getting into breakdancing and forming crews and starting battles yeah. and going and doing that shit. And then it's all the, those kids who have picked up the rap music, not like, yeah. you, know, the, you know, like the privileged kids who've got MTV at home mm-hmm. and shit. So, I mean, it's a, India's a really, the spectrum is really large. I'm saying the middle class is really, you know, is really wide, you know, so like, I mean, obviously, there's the, the there's the there's the rich people, the one percent mm-hmm. over there, and then there's the poor people. But then the middle class is actually really grown. So, yeah. like, you know, it's you know, the difference between middle class people is also quite big. But mm-hmm. it's really dope that the rap scene is fully from the streets, yeah. and all the artists who are coming through, they've kind of like. You know, like you know, like the concept of hip hop and originality, and the way you know yeah. we felt it when we were growing up in the yeah, early nineties. Yeah. That's the feeling that they're bringing to it, and so very it's collaborative like, as well. Which yeah, is nice. so they're not fully mimicking just like you know whatever hot trap shit that's going on. Yeah. They're actually like they found it. It's yeah. like their wild style <laughs> errors. You know what I mean? Like, and there's a yeah. rapper link uh, links called Nazy. Yeah, Nazy's the G man. Like, Divine's the G man. He's the he's the homie man. Like just they're, they're just yeah. Everyone I met was so, so cool. And like, just the place is a very magic, I'm so sure you, you, you experienced this as well. Like, you know, that it's just a very, a very magical and a very different kind of experience. Yeah, like, there's experience. a really cool energy yeah. being yeah. there. Like I would definitely like to go to more places, but yeah. yeah, it definitely has got like an energy. Did you experience the cows in the road? That was my favourite How could you thing. not, bro? Yeah. They have more right to fucking be there than you do, cuz. Yeah, no. They experience you on the road, fam. Yo, yeah, don't get it twisted, G. Yeah, Corin in the road. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I didn't... No, I actually didn't, but I did... Well, where I was for the meditation, it was like There's they, no they burnt um, cow shit. Yeah. So it was like a fire meditation in the morning and the evening where they burn mm. cow shit and How you just smell? inhale it up. Oh. Smells great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, it smells pretty damn good. <laughs> I was <laughs> loving it. But it, I mean, but then on the last day, the guy Rakesh who like, uh, who does the, um, the, mm. the retreat out there mm-hmm. was like, you know what's really good? If you take the ash and mm. you just mix it with some honey and eat it it's mm. like you telling me to eat cow shit Rakesh. Rakesh. he's pushing it he's pushing I don't it he's know. like yeah yeah I know what you're <laughs> doing <laughs> here he's like, like okay you fucking he's playing with me now he's, he's like, like English people oh, I gotta really pick for you, you. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> do anything yeah. I tell them this and he was like great. and then like, I tell you rub it all over your face and that'll like really help your face it's just great yeah he got like the special ash that he's 
the blessed one he's selling you yeah. it's only 20 pounds for this one in this bottle I did here. think the whole time because he did this like he Asshole. spoke really like lowly quietly yeah and was very spiritual but then he went out every night at like nine o'clock and didn't come back for a while. So it's like, Jeez. he's got, oh, yeah, it's got to be a thing that he's yeah, doing for tourists. Just, and then he's just out like partying up if he up was in the there evening. at the fucking retreat that you paid for and he was like, listen, everybody said da, 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 da. You'd be like, yo, this is some bullshit. You know what I mean? He's got to play the part. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, when you go yeah. to Disneyland, they're really nice. They're all smiling at you. You know what That's I mean? Like, if they weren't smiling, you'd be like, smile, motherfucker, I pay for this shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's true. It's very true. I really want to go do the like, you know, I, th- I think one of the last places which isn't, you know, the way you can do a super legit fucking out out of everything fucking retreat is in uh, Peru, where you go and do the ayahuasca in the middle of nowhere with a shaman. Yeah. What's that? Is that the thing where you take the stuff that makes you see things? Yeah. Like, yeah, you, seriously. You deal with your but, like, I've heard dis- that people, like, vomit and shit themselves. Yeah, you have to. You have to. I love that you're like, you, you have, have to. That's, that's the Honestly, yeah. not it. You know, you, you have to. No, that's it. That's, like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's the purge, apparently. You take yeah. it and you kind of, like, go through whatever you're going through. Mm. And it's, 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 it's that. at that moment when, like, because it's like, it's a, it's, a, it's a psychological thing. It's like a, I know it's like a metaphysical thing. You get to the point where, like, you know, because it's kind of stressful when you take hallucinogenics. You know what I mean? It's like you're thinking about. You know, your whole life is getting put into perspective. You know, it's the environment know. that you're in kind of affects it. But have you have you done it? I haven't done ayahuasca. Okay. But you get to the point where you throw up, and it's that point when you kind of like Ugh. throw up, which kind of like opens it, and it's also mm-hmm. like that's and a then purge. You see the and like, yeah. that's what I think it's going to be like. Anyway, uh, I ain't done it yet. But I, don't, I, don't I done a lot of research. I, I done a lot of research. So yeah, I've I've read into it, but I'm, I'm not. I don't think I'm mentally strong enough. No, yeah, man. But you know, the time, yeah. the, you know, when the, mm. you know when something like that it has to present itself to you in mm. life. You know what I mean? Unless if you feel like yo, this is something I want to go do, and you go and do it, that's fine. But also, mm. certain situations will kind of crop up, and then they'll lead you to there. Exactly. That's where you need to go. You know what I'm no, saying? I agree. Like, I agree. Well, I've no, heard definitely. that there's this thing at the moment that's in fashion in London where you have a bit of frog poison, and it makes you throw up. Cheese. Or will you lick the back of a frog or something? I don't think. No. That's a different That's a different hallucinogenic thing But no there's this like frog poison And apparently you uh, you have it And then you just throw It's like a to, you, to detox And apparently you throw up But you Because in your stomach Apparently there's stuff in there That you've had for years That yeah. still kind of resides mm. But you have this frog poison And then you throw everything oh, up wow. Everything wow. that is so left an so like, those, like, like an animal would do that. Bacon double cheeseburger from 99. (laughs) But what happens to the frog? That's what I think. Frog. Your frog's frog. making dough, bro. Yes. That's just <laughs> shotting bits of poison, yo. yo. Screeting all yo. over the shop. Frog's up in Shoreditch House with a membership. Fucking yeah. serving up, like. Yo. Wow, he's having a great time. Jeez. Fuck. Just but, you know, it's the same with DMT. Like, I just couldn't do that shit. Like, when someone... Oh, no. When I, so, see, the no. thing is, yeah, fucking motherfuckers try and offer you DMT at, like, a house party. Oh. Or, like, you know, I'm yeah. like, house I'm like, not to. here and not with you. <laughs> Like, you know, I mean, yeah, again, it's one of those things. Environment. Like, I, I mean, like, I'm not like carte blanche. I'm not going to do that. I mean, there are certain things I'm not going to do. But again, that's like, it's kind of. You have to be in the right place. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's an educational metaphysical thing. Because I know a lot of people have taken DMT and they're not like, you know, your average waste man kind of guy. And it's like their relationship with it and having taken it and what they've managed mm-hmm. to do with their life once they've done it. You know, yeah. it's, it's really interesting. You know, it's like yeah. a, it's a 
spiritual reset and it kind of puts a lot of shit into perspective because mm. you get you know going through life you get caught up with so many things and mm. there's stuff that you get caught up on and life path shit that you think is your life yeah. path and there's just so much residual crap and stress that stays in you that it kind of just goes mm-hmm. well so. someone explained it to me like they literally took DMT and then they sat on the edge of the universe for an eternity contemplating oh, don't, life don't. and I said bruv like <laughs> I, would, I could just imagine bruv. me having a panic attack at the edge of, edge of the universe totally. Totally. like shit shit like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, maybe, but that's what you come back to earth and you're like oh, no. this is easy now yeah, no, I, guess that's so. purpose. I knew someone who well I didn't really know him I'd met him that evening and he <laughs> was I think he took it quite a lot also mm. didn't have many teeth and the right. ones that he did have were very brown. But he was telling me that he'd brilliant. taken DM. Is it DM? 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 DMT. Yeah, DMT. 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 Is it DM? DMT. DMT. DMT's a party. What's DMZ? It's D- a digital D- mystics, dubstep originators, Mala. Dubstep people. DMC is a DMT. All right. So DMT. I know what I'm talking about, guys. Yeah. So DMV is where you get your license. <laughs> so he said that he'd taken it and that he'd yeah. gone to heaven and lived yeah. in heaven for no. like a year yeah. no. and then he'd come back and it'd been like 20 minutes yeah. that's a bit yeah, intense yeah, it, I don't it, know it, it if that's flips okay up. yeah time time huge um, yeah no like time is 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 it's shrunk. Some people like go for like three to five minutes, but they feel like they've been gone for a long, long time. And, um, oh, I don't like that at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like that <laughs> idea. I mean, I, I watch a TV show called um, Rick and Morty. Oh my God, I love that show. Yeah, I like, started watching it yesterday. It's so good. It's the best, right? It's so good. So there's it's an so episode. Funny. This is like, there's an episode. This is a very small section of the episode. It's not giving it away for you. And I'm, mm. I'm guessing, you, Georgina, you've seen it. Um, there's an episode where... Uh, they go to an intergalactic uh, arcade, right? It's so good, yeah. right? And uh, and there's yeah. and there's like and and Rick's like, oh, just get just get in this machine, Morty, get in this machine. And so he sits down, he puts the thing on, and it's called it's called Roy. And he just sits down, puts this thing on, and he wakes up as a and he's a baby, and then he lives an entire life as this man called Roy yeah. until he <laughs> until. So and then he gets cancer and then he gets, then he gets better and he's an old man and then he falls off a ladder and he dies and he wakes up and he goes, oh, oh, where's my wife? Where's, where's where am I? And he'd lived like, and, he, and it goes 55 years. You survived 55 years. Wow. And I was like, what? Wow. Yeah. And that's that crazy. is, I, that's why that's I imagine. Kind of yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. Dude, it's not for I me. I can't. It's not for me. I can. I- <laughs> I think I have quite a horrendous imagination as well. So I feel like anything like that, I'd be one of those, I'd definitely be someone that would have like a bad trip. Well, you know those people where you're like, oh, there was this guy and he took this thing and he's never been the same since. (laughs) Like, it's just fucked his life up. Yeah. I think that would be You know what? I think it's situational stuff because I was always really, I was always really scared of it, man. I don't actually talk about this shit, especially on air. You know what I mean? It's a little bit taboo, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> no, fuck you! Fuck you! Who cares? Yeah, like no, but like I was always really paranoid about that kind of shit, you know. And I think I was younger, and somebody gave me somebody gave me a trip once, and I was just like, I wasn't ready for it, and I flipped mm. out, and I just couldn't, you know. I was always trying to bring myself back to reality, you know. And yeah. I think that is the problem. Because if you try and do that, you're never coming back to fucking reality. So you're always trying just to connect to dots in your minds. Because like, say mm. if this is like thought, then you know you're always getting sidetracked with something. So if you're trying to come back to here, you never come back there, and that's what fucks with your head. So you just have to kind of like. Then I, I had an experience when 
I was much older and it was like we were on this fucking paradise island like 24 hours sunlight and I didn't have anything to do for a couple of days and the situation and then it was really nice I think it was Peaceful. I think it was the nature you know what I mean yeah. that kind of really brought it back and I think even though I did the acid and it was like a real challenge but it was like there was points where I was like tears streaming down my face and I was yeah. thinking about my family and everything but it was just there being in the nature and kind of like taking it all in your stride kind of really like yeah it was it was a really interesting kind of refreshing experience mm. until I remember my Facebook and then I started tripping out. It was like, it was like seven, eight hours later. And then I just, some, suddenly for some reason, Facebook popped into my head and I was oh, just like, no. oh my God. And I just started thinking about what I'd written on my profile. Which was just, <laughs> it was just some joke, which I just said, I like fishing and shit like that. But then it started weirding me out. Anyway, glad it was kind of like ending. Anyway, I don't know. You no, might, you might did you actually write anything about on Facebook? No, no, I was like, it was like you know, you are your interest. And I'm like, swimming, PE, <laughs> fishing. Oh my God, rap. that's like you my just, CV just, though. That's just, like my actor CV. Yeah. I definitely have swimming yeah. and skills. Yeah, yeah. So I just, just kept doing that. And I kept my So it's it really right. like all my like fucking kindergarten subjects were my interests, you know. And I was like, <laughs> is that funny? Am I being weird? Da, 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 da. I just started tripping out for it. Tripping out over that, but oh my god, yeah. Anyway, it was towards the end of it, it was all right. So, Shit. I mean, that doesn't sound like the worst. I mean, that's thing pretty to good. Trip that's, out about that's, it. That's, that's actually all right. Facebook, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could yeah, be but I thought you were gonna start <laughs> tripping out like Facebook people are watching me, they can yeah. see everything well, that well, I do. Know, but I think that it was, it was kind of early days of Facebook, and I think it was like just the concept of Facebook and suddenly being like, you know, you're, ha you know, kind of being on display, you know, I think that's yeah. probably what it is, you know, yeah. that's kind of like that, that now connect that's like normal. was fucking with my head, yeah. No one knows it is normal, what it was but it's like fucking definitely that. not normal. But it is not, I mean, it is normal now, but yeah. it's definitely a bit strange, like fucking, yeah, you know, like, it. like, you know, having to curate your fucking existence online and shit the whole time. And even if you're not, curating mm. it for business purposes like you see oh, some, God, some yeah. people's just like who don't who don't who don't do anything you know what i mean like have like this fucking fully curated facebook instagram no. public persona profile of themselves you know uh, yeah. like, i hate it i, I, mean? I deleted all of the apps from my phone because i just got super a uh, super anxiety all yeah. of the time i would be getting panic attacks no, i'd be mean. like i'm scrolling i'm like no i can't i can't do this anymore yeah. i know quite a few like actors and uh, I don't know. Are we still saying actors and actresses, or is it everyone's I was an ask actor? You this, actually. I don't know. Someone asked me this the other day. I literally have no idea. But I know a few actors of, actor. of different yeah. genders who, <laughs> yeah. um, who yeah. they that's like a thing. That, like I think you can choose whether you, you want to go down that road or not. But I know people that it's like it's like a job. It's like they do it all the time, yeah. and they have like a constructed. And it's not really them, but they and the people that I do know that really go for it, they have like thousands and thousands of followers. Um, but nowadays. I mean, it it does help. Like people, more and more people are starting to get jobs because mm. they've got loads of followers. Because yeah, then it's, it's the crazy. studios are like, oh well, they've got all these people that follow them, so they'll come see the movie. Which actually, I think now we're starting to realise isn't a direct correlation. It's more. So they, they, look, someone, they look at people's engagement. Yeah, yeah. it's because the, the engagement is different. Like you could have yeah. hundreds of thousands, millions, but your engagement could be less than someone that's got yeah, a like, lot less followers than you. Um, I almost just got to the stage now where I just don't want those jobs if people if that's what they're judging no. me on well exactly why would you fuck want them. that job yeah, because it's not them. because the people that are the, the, the job it just means that the job doesn't isn't going to be particularly good because if that's yeah. what you're worrying about if your main worry is I need to get people into the screening or to listen to this music mm -hmm. because 
they've got a lot of followers because they've got this they're not thinking about the content exactly yeah but, but, yeah but that's getting it's, over it's weird it's, overlooked. A, it's, it's a balancing act because you have to play the game do you know what I'm saying yeah. it's like it's like you know what I mean game. I love putting vinyls out and fucking tapes yeah. and CDs and shit but it's like oh you know if you're not going to put your shit out on mp3 people aren't going to buy it you know it's just a, mm-hmm. it's just a format of communication but then, then I look at people I respect like Tom York or, or <coughs> James Blake or yeah. even Damon Albarn or who, people like that who just don't really do it they Dude, just, when it comes to when it, when it really 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 comes down to it it's down to the fucking in whatever it is you're doing your product so I mean yeah. it's like you know it's, it's your art that's the main thing or exactly. your profession you know if you're a great actor Definitely. fuck fuck Twitter do you know what yeah. I'm saying if you're an amazing musician do you know what I mean fuck all that bullshit yeah, I mean, exactly. at the end of the day it's like if you've honed your craft that look, look at Burial for example you know mm. what I'm saying it's like you know the most incredible artists like that I mean like if somebody's not going to book Burial because they don't have enough fucking Twitter followers you can be yeah. like motherfucker do you know what I mean like then That's true. I don't need to be playing at your party anyway you exactly know? So, and I think it's very it's a very temporary thing anyway like none of this shit is is, is going to last but what will last is, is the things that you've acted in the, the records that you've made you yeah. know all the shows that you've done those are going to last in people's yeah, memories look, and look and, at yeah. MySpace man I fucking put hours into that yeah. shit <laughs> where the fuck is MySpace it's now true. you know what I'm saying like what's, that could happen to point? any of these platforms yeah, exactly and you know it's 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 just not worth it in the end like and also i don't know i think who's going to be scrolling for like i, I went through my instagram and deleted like you know three thousand photos and then i deleted twenty thousand tweets and i just fuck thought, me yeah bro. i was like fuck it I, what's the point wow. you know what is the point of having all of these things there i'm just going to make it when i have a new project i'll keep that stream of tweets and th- those those pictures and then, yeah. I'll, then i'll then i'll delete them all again when you know it's, yeah, I, I, I get don't what want, you mean. You know, I don't want that all there. It was yeah. a huge like anxiety thing. I was like, fuck it. You know, we're all gonna die one day. I don't want this all. I don't want this <laughs> yeah. all here. You know what I mean? It's weird <laughs> like we weren't born into that shit either. You know what I mean? Like, there's loads of people coming out now. That's absolutely that's normal. That's life. That, that's that's life. Yeah. Also, because you, you, you know, you're you are the younger generation. Yeah, you're the, you're the spokesperson at this table. Yes, yes, yes. So, how, I mean, how do you feel? Do you feel like you? Uh, do you feel are, like are you a reje- millennial? You, yeah. <laughs> 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 are you rejecting it? Like. How, um, I wouldn't say I'm not completely rejecting it. I have that stuff, but I mean, I like I like the idea of like Facebook is good because it keeps you connected to people mm. that you know are abroad or mm. you know it's it's easier to kind of find people and do that sort of thing. Mm. And then Twitter, <sighs> Twitter's all right. I kind of use it for Stressful. work, put stuff out every yeah. now and then, all that sort of stuff. Start beef, um, but I've stopped. <laughs> I don't know. I used to like really think about it. You'd be like constructing a Basically, tweet and then you'd like put it in a draft for a yeah, bit because you'd be like, is it funny? Yeah. Is it? Basically, oh yeah, no, I'm going to do it. And then you do it and then it's shit and no one likes it. So then you delete it. <laughs> so like, it's just too many, yeah, there's yeah, too yeah. much thought. Right, so but quickly before we go to the piss break, Mm-hmm. The annual piss break. Lovely. That stays in. That's, that stays, that will be in there. Trust me. <laughs> every episode, there's a piss break. Um, I want you to, this is, this ties into it, which is the, your app as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you, you've, you created an app. Yeah, all these platforms are going to die, bro. I just said you that. Go, no, he's got, he's got a platform that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's lasting forever. We've got, we got the future one. We've got the future, got the future one. What's app. your app? What does it do? So the app's called Brap. Brap. Yeah. Oh, Pronounced Brap. <laughs> uh yeah so basically it's a social social network um but it's got a music studio in it so it's basically set up like instagram you follow people people follow you you put your content out and everybody sees it mm. but the difference is producers can upload beats as well and if you like a oh, beat you can save cool. a beat or you know put your headphones in and record when you make a video mm. you can select any of the beats that you saved yeah. record on a beat and then give it a little studio mix down compression eq reverb delay make it sound good mm-hmm go to the next page put a video filter on it and share it and then when you share this out whoever the producer is whose beat you used mm-hmm. they get a notification they get their phone literally goes Bleh! 
<laughs> and uh, they look <laughs> at their phone and they can see somebody who's yeah. just made a video on one of their tracks. So it's real nice, and it's yeah. real nice for me. Like, I've had kids from like all over the world, like right yeah, man. We're about to yeah, we're in ninety eight countries now. Bloody hell! And there's yeah, just artists all over the world making tunes. Man, you got fucking kids in Mumbai making tunes. People in Memphis, fucking amazing. Yeah, man. Like right now, you see, like it's it's a really useful tool for like whether you're a big artist, big producer, small producer. But I think like. The reason why we made it is because, you know, we grew up in Dubai and we didn't have access to all the scenes and shit. Like even until recently, like my brothers played on albums recorded in the house in Dubai, but you can't legally get that music anyway. So the only way you could get it was to pirate it. Do you know what I'm saying? So it was like, it was kind of like, you know, just kind of break down the barrier to entry to, Mm -hmm. you know, like the industry. So it's like, rather than being like going up to somebody and being like, Hey, check my music out. You Mm -hmm. know, it kind of takes all the way that, that whole middleman awkward shit out of it. And, just kind of just connects artists have, on a real have level. Made really good links from it. Yeah, man. Fucking, you know, records are coming out. People are making albums. Shit's That's getting great. signed. You know, people like Ronnie Size was on there. Like he's working with this girl called Fiona Jane, and it's cool, man. It's, it's yeah. It's like right now, like we kind of made it for. It's most useful for aspiring artists who mm-hmm. don't have a name yet, who so are just looking for people to collaborate with and connect with, and that's what we see it working most for at the moment. That's very dope, and that's oh. a perfect roundup for the piss break. Um, <laughs> all right, so we will be back after the annual piss break, and then I guess you know what, like it is tradition. I have to do a shot after the piss break, so we'll just have very small shots because I'm still what a very. Vodka. That's grim. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll drink, I'll drink the fucking vodka Christ. with you. We'll just have it. We'll just right. do a very well, small well, shot. Left out. That's fine. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. <laughs> you you drink whatever you can Gross. manage, and then that's fine. I know. Fucking age break. You ever had anyone <laughs> throw up? Nearly, really? yeah. I think Koji was close. Sorry, we're st- we're back in. Thanks for trying podcast episode fourteen. We're just <laughs> discussing uh, whether anyone's thrown up. I think I, I think Koji looked like he was going to throw up, and I'm sure Catherine Ryan was close. Really, um, but this isn't as a boozy podcast no, as, as the previous refined. ones. This is very refined. Yeah. There's only a small bottle of vodka this time. It's fine. Uh, anyway, so we're back. Piss break tradition thanks for trying podcast if you're a regular listener you know what the deal is we're about to do a shot together as uh, the union the bond of happy discussion so cheers, cheers. sante happy Kibis. discussion guys happy happy discussion i think the faces are brilliant god i think i was, was it I, wasn't I, that bad you know? vodka shots no who that's has vodka no, shots that's oh, me normal that's no, normal no has vodka shots you have like tequila or have, like I have, I, I, have vodka I just don't think I can look at te- it was because it was my birthday on or yesterday and I had, I had two, a, two a tequila little, on Saturday I did, the bar manager told me after Saturday that I did 20 shots of tequila Jeez. how are you alive I was it's barely alive I don't remember <laughs> anything you can do that shit in your 30s <laughs> oh, it Fucking was like age bracket was not the next day was not funny I can have a litre of vodka and be okay if I haven't if I haven't it's, like do you know what's really funny is earlier what? you were saying something about yeah when we were listening to that stuff in the early 90s and all I thought was that's when I was born <laughs> yo yeah, man, dude, I, I started rapping when you were four Jesus Oh no. That's quite that's crazy. Shit. So wait, what year yeah. were you born? 92. 92. Okay. Dang. Dang 92. Yo. I was listening to Pantera. 92. Shit. Shit. I only, yo, I, fuck. I 
yeah. I was seven. I've been listening 92. to two. I've been listening. <laughs> That's not so bad. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. I was listening too to Spice bad. Girls when yeah. in '92. Shit. No, they weren't out in '92. Yeah, I'd been listening to Two Live Crew for two years already. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know who Two Live Crew is? No, I don't know who they are. But you're okay. That's fine. That I'm okay with you not knowing who okay, Two cool. Live Crew I'm is. I'm okay with it as well. <laughs> so wait, wait, what 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 do you what do you bump on the daily? What's your what's your go to listening? You know, I'm sure you've had this question plenty of times. What are you listening to? <laughs> Like the cheeky face. What's that? What am I? I'm really. My music taste mm. is pretty. Uh, pretty suspect. Okay. Um, Miley Cyrus. I love my. No, I don't. Um, I like. I really like Stormzy. Um, I also like an artist who I've started listening to recently mm. called Tom Spite. Okay. Who do, is like a singer songwriter. Okay. Um, and. I don't know. No, it's on the spot. Is very. I like difficult. Drake. I fucking love Drake. Who doesn't love Drake? I fucking love Drake. Drake is all Mill. about Drake. <sighs> Meek Mill. But you know, he probably loves him on the slide too. Yeah, I, I, I listen. I love, I, I, I love Drake, and it's, it's a very. <laughs> I do, I do, and and it's, it's, it's also a very easy get out as a DJ. So yeah. no matter where I'm, de- wherever I'm playing. It's no, I'm not going to do requests, but then play a Drake song. I'll play, I'll play a Drake. Like I'll play a Drake I'll song. Play Drake. Like, it's like yeah, because I decided I was going to play that tune. Also, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But also, I, if I you know you're myself. losing them, if you know you're losing them, and you're, you're a vision, <laughs> or whatever, then you just go. Oh, I'll play like Blem or whatever from the new album. And yeah, everyone, yeah. every single mad. lyric, every single, and they're, they're wheeling sick. it up. Everyone's fucking smashing shit. Ah, yeah, Drake, and you're like, oh well, I can do that as a I rapper feel as cheap. well, man. Yeah. 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 I could do that as a rapper. Just I quite like spit some Drake bars. Save the dance. I quite yeah. like. Um, I like music from. I like. Uh, well, this is a bit lame because I'm an actor, so that's a bit pathetic. Mm. But I like soundtracks. Mm. I quite like soundtracks. I Judgment like Night. <laughs> that's an old school soundtrack, classic one for me. <laughs> I, 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 look, I, I, Sorry, I totally interrupted it. you there. My bad. Rude. Like my. <laughs> rude. It was, like ad, it was ad lib. It was ad lib. Oh, yeah, remix. <laughs> no, it was ad lib. Come on yeah. now. Yeah, soundtracks. Yeah, oh. yeah I was yeah. to like you know, it's just like a, it's punctuation. Like the P Diddy of soundtrack rap, and I like that. <laughs> yeah. um, not like I, I make all of my music as if it's you know I fucking love soundtrack. I I I, I make so many songs that sound like they could be on a re- on on a movie. Yeah. Purely because I'm like, well, hope, I fucking hope someone list one day goes. He can do that'll the whole work, fucking film. Yeah. But yeah, with just loads of violins and fuck loads of emotion. Yeah, yeah. Know, I like stuff like, like that. I really like that. Just love that shit. Yeah. And I can't really, um, I like listening to music when I read, but I'm a, like a retard, so I can't read and hear uh, lyrics. lyrics. No, I can't do no, that. Can't do it. I can't do it. So it has to be that something shit, that's man. not. Yeah. yeah. Trying to do emails while listening to rap records. No, no. Can't no. do it, bro. Can't. No. It just all, t- it all turns aggressive. <laughs> so like if there's someone that I slightly have an issue with it, if I'm listening to DMX yeah unless I'm, no, listening, like, no. unless I'm listening to like Drake then I start chirps my accountant <laughs> <laughs> you know you're like yeah no, I literally started the email yeah. shouty alright shouty <laughs> I was like no, 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 no fuck yeah no I know what you mean I mean so what wait what are you reading right now Right now, I actually at the moment I'm in between books I just finished reading um, East of Eden okay which is amazing, John okay. Steinbeck, and I just actually got a tattoo because Ooh, of that book. What, what does the tattoo? Oh, you know what? I think I fucking picked up that book recently. 
Oh my god, you have to read it. Yeah. It's like the most amazing book I've ever. Like it's my favorite book. Yeah. Like I, I mean, it's yeah. like it's my favorite book. Tattoo. Yeah. So it was the tattoo say for all the people. It says Tim Shell. Tim Shell. Okay, go on. Which is so in the book, it kind of they reference the word a lot, and the book is basically about. Cain and Abel and also a little bit about Adam and Eve but mostly about Cain and Abel and it's kind of about human choice and mm-hmm. choosing between being good or being evil right. and um, in the English version of the Bible of the story of Cain and Abel um, after Cain has killed Abel God says thou shan't sin but in the Hebrew version um, they use the word timshel, which means thou mayest sin. Mm. So it means that you have you a have choice. choice. Yeah. So the yeah. whole thing is like that you have a choice. And the book, the idea is that no matter what your, like who your family has been, what's happened to you in the past, whatever's gone on, mm. that you right now have a choice yeah. of how to behave. Yeah. Yeah. You can behave in a good way or you can behave in a bad way. It's yeah. all up to you. And whatever's happened, what well, even if you've done bad in the past, mm. you still have the choice and you always are going to have the choice. Wicked. That's, cool. That's the idea. Like that. yeah. yeah. That's really nice. Cheers. That's just, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> what, what was it? What so I'm going to get that. <laughs> Let's all get the tattoo, guys. But just to realise that every time you're doing the, doing the fucking wrong thing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, yeah. Kind of, that's why I got yeah, it. I'm like, oh, I, may, I may go that way. I may. I'm allowed. <laughs> I'm allowed. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So what are you reading? What am I reading right now? Um, I've forgotten the fucking title of it, but it's the guy that wrote uh, Life of Pi and it's his new book. Oh, yeah. I think it's something oh, like right. The Hills of Portugal or something like that. It's, it's, it's his other one that, that he wrote and it's a fucking very interesting book. Um, and it's about like three, three people in three different like uh, epochs of history all chasing the same kind of strand, the same story, like looking for the same thing and all yeah. like losing love and... It's it's a very interesting book cool. and uh, yeah I'm only on the first the first third of it at the moment so yeah. but yes yeah, it's, it's very interesting but before that I read the circle oh my god I love that book such a good fucking book I love that book it's like horrendous it's so you have to what it's is it? so real it's it's a very very near future of a of of a of a dystopian fu- of a dystopian future about uh, an uh, a totalitarian regime that comes out of a social network. Wow. Yeah. Sounds fucking it's real. Really, it's so real. It's a really they, good Apparently book. they made it into a film with Emma Which Watson. Which apparently is awful. I've heard the, like, the reviews are very I... bad. The thing no, is, I'll, I'll take I it. fucking I love Emma Watson. I love Emma Watson. She's so smart. She's so cool. And I feel like everything she's doing at the moment, politically yeah, and yeah. she's just a brilliant figure. Like I really do love her. No, hey, she came to a gig I did once Truly. and I was like, you know, it, I do it was love a rave, Emma, I so do whatever. love Emma Watson. This is back in the I day. Just da- want to say. Da- David Schwimmer came to one of my shows. No. Really? Yeah. I didn't see him. I only what? heard he was there. They were like, yeah, he's here. He's here. I was That's like, where crazy. is he? I kept going around the club. They're like, yeah, he was just here. I was like, oh. So I don't know. Oh my God. I think he was there. It was a mad show, actually, because uh, it was a Camden Crawl. I'm not going to show off or anything, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, no. They booked us to open for Amy Winehouse and it was oh, in this small pub. And it was like a pub for about 150 people. And it was like, yeah, it was fucking sick. And everyone that's was like, cool. yo, David Schwimmer's here. And I was like, where? Shit. I can't see him. It's small. Anyway. And you would see David Schwimmer. Yeah, for real, man. Because there's a kebab shop. Sorry, we'll come Sorry, come back to that. Like, we're <laughs> going to come back to the circle. There's a kebab shop called 
best kebab. Yeah, bruv. I went there for the first time a little while ago. It's and I was like, pre- is this really the best? And then all the customers like scoffing at me. And I was like, all right, okay, okay. It's the best. It's the best. It is pretty fucking good. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's really good. I got the whole story about it. The fact that they don't buy the public donor. They make their own donor meat in the place. They and all sculpt that it. That's nice. They sculpt yeah, yeah. it like, like in Ghost. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weird image. Oh, wow. <laughs> the basically, Donna. Yeah. When it comes out, it's, they look like one of the pillars from the Acropolis, oh, like perfectly oh, taped. Jesus. Um, yeah, so what are we talking about? But David Schwimmer's on the wall there, having yeah. get, gotten a Yeah, yeah, He'd been there, so I rate, I rate him for that. Aren't they doing a new series of Friends? I really hope not. I always hated Friends. I heard I heard something about it what yesterday. They called old no? ass Friends. No. Just people just sit there and don't say shit. It was an Instagram thing, but obviously <laughs> fake news. Who knows? Who fucking knows I mean, anymore? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, so wait, so it's the circle. As I, as you heard, as I heard, shit film. Apparently I'm going to watch film. it. I will. I definitely watch it. And I love John Biega, so I'm he's up for best. watching anything this no, year. Oh, he's great, isn't he? Honestly, oh, I, th- so good. I, think, I think you have to take a love book him. and a film as these separate entities. You can't, I agree. Totally. You've got, like, I you agree. just have to accept that. This is like, when you read a book, like you you have your entire imagination to draw you from. You do. And also it's so much longer. Yeah. They, you you spend yeah. days, you, weeks, it's a whatever. Investment in it, and it's like, yeah. yeah. But then with the film as well. I mean, like, obviously, people are going to compare a film and a book because it's a similar. It's supposed to be the same story, etc. But just have to let them be fucking independent pieces yeah. of work, yeah. you know, bodies of, you know, works of art. You know what I mean? Like, also, I'm definitely hungry because I thought you said independent pizzas, and yeah. that that yeah. made me really happy. <laughs> Um, sorry. No, I agree. They're you know, definitely... like some films are baloney. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're fucking uh, no. I I know. Like even geeking out, Lord of the Rings. Did you ever watch Lord of the Rings? I did watch Lord of the Rings. I like Lord of the Rings. So it was first two were good. Two Towers was amazing. Two Towers was good. I had so the game good. of that. Ooh, what, I had the, the PlayStation game of that. I'm sure that was really good. Actually, it was a fucking great game. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it was like, a good game. I mean, it was an amazing film, but. The third one was shit. So, but the whole yeah. books and then were the amazing. Hobbit. Oh yeah. come on, three films out of one time. Well, Sorry to draw for like a cheesy one, but like if you look at watch, the, remember the beach that came out. Yeah, the beach is a film. <gasps> that it's book is film. so good. And the book is a fucking wicked book. Oh. I mean, be like, but if you read the book, you're obviously going to get disappointed with the film. But I mean, yeah. I thought yeah. like even when you take a book like Perfume, you know, what I mean, if you read Perfume, I haven't, but I saw. I liked the film. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's a wicked film. But yeah. I mean, like the book is a fucking like lit- this iconic piece of literature right. do you know what I mean so it's like you're obviously going to get disappointed by the mm. film but I fucking did it the other way around with fucking Clockwork Orange I watched the film first because the film is Insane. incredible it's but then, so good. still never seen it can yeah. you believe it what watch that film as a cinephile but then I, still oh, never seen it. I read the book re- I read the book recently and the book is sick. I haven't watched the film and yeah. then read the book the book is sick as is well it? the book is yeah. written in the language isn't it yeah so it's like it uses all film. of this it has its own kind of like glossary of yeah. slang terms and shit Fuck. yeah it's sick both of them are Kubrick yeah, yeah I've not read sick. the book but that's Kubrick though so yeah you know. yeah Kubrick's yeah. fucking insane but mad Philip K. Dick fucking films come out looking amazing man so I'm, I'm and also doing a series and you're, and you're in it and I'm in it what? Shut the man fuck man. up! No way! It was, that was the best segue you could ever have done <laughs> without knowing. Man. That was sick. Dude, he's one of my I'm favorite authors. Rago, man, listen yeah. to all that foreign beggars sci-fi lyrics. Yeah, bro. totally. Come not. on. So wait, so you're so you're in this? Oh, I'm in it. I'm in it. I am in it. Um, I don't know at all what I meant to say. I kind of forgot. The thing is, I'm again. It's, I'm a very, very, very small part in it, but. 
it's just a sick show. It's going to be so good. What's it called? Um, you had to say. Well, well, no, I, I mean, I don't know if I can say. Well, that my I can say episode. what's publicly out there that I read. Yeah, yeah. which is that it's a Channel Four. Thing. Yeah, it is. It's going to be like a ten-part series. series. Each episode is going to be different. Um, Brian Cranston's the producer. Yeah. Um, sick. Yeah. No, it's it's really really cool. It's going to be really cool. Wow. I'm excited. And that's all finished. You've finished shooting that. Yeah, I'm a really small part in it, so I just kind of come in and out. It was, but I was, I was so happy to be part of it. Like it's, it was cool. And um, David Farr is the director of the episode that I did, which who did the night manager, and he's, yeah, he's really cool. Um, Yeah. That was a great nice. segue, man. Yeah, well done. Take my job, man. That's it. <laughs> That's dope. That was like that was on my list to talk to you about. And so you're also so we, you you can and can't say, but you you dipped you dipped you showing your face in King Arthur the new film. My face is in there. My face is you, you in there. You jumped in there. You you're like, will yeah, what see up? My face in it. Like then you leave. You're like what up? What up, King Arthur? That's sick. That's very dope. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's. Uh, I think it'll be. I, I'm really like keen to see what the um, reviews are like because mm. I saw it the other day actually for the first time, and it's one of those films where like we filmed it and then it was meant to come out and they cancelled when it was meant to come out and they did right. reshoots. Sounds like a and rap then they album. We're gonna yeah, and then they were gonna bring it out again yeah. at, in IMAX, and then mm. again they didn't. Uh, they did more reshoots right. more, so it's more been hip-hop. two years since we actually filmed it oh shit that's a wow. yeah so it's a lot has happened actually even in my career like that was before the bath that was before everything so that yeah. was a while ago um, and then so now it's really changed a lot and a lot of the material in it is new um, but it's cool like it's it's um, it's very it's got that Guy Ritchie stamp on it like right. you watch it and it's yeah. like the music's cool the shots are beautiful the way it's edited is so yeah. sharp um, yeah, it's cool. And I Charlie Hunnam is just so hot. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. He's so good looking. It's great. Did you get to meet him? Yeah, I did meet him. Great. I did meet him. And he's really lovely. And has a girlfriend that he's been together with for like 11 years. So oh, he's like a lovely, hot he? guy with a great girlfriend. And Jude Law is amazing in it. And I was, but I was so, I was so excited to meet Jude Law. Because yeah. it was like, first film first time meeting like a big big celebrity and um even after the BAFTAs even after the, yeah but it was a TV BAFTAs when the film BAFTAs this is Jew Law like this is this wait, is wait who presented shit. your award it must have been someone Christopher fucking... Eccleston but come on he's not Jew Law like oh, let's right. just Jew okay, Law Jew Law <laughs> is a big All deal right, fair, fair. but then um I met him and then I had that thing of like when you realise that everyone's a person yeah. and that Jude Law's actually just a person mm-hmm. and we sat in a car park waiting to do a scene yeah. you know chatting bit bored I had, you um, do get yeah, that realisation of like Jude Law is great but yeah. I was like oh you're a person oh, you're yeah, just a people. person he's yeah. not Jude Law anymore he's just Jude yeah he's just, <laughs> big, oh, big J Jay. No, I feel that. I, you know what? Like, I, I've had plenty of experiences of meeting people that I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. And there's certain people that you're like, they are fucking lovely. And those are yeah. the ones that I'd actually talk about and think that they're fucking brilliant. And yeah. one of them was like Danny McBride, who is, to me, is yeah, one of the great. funniest He's hilarious. men in the, in the universe. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I went on set at this uh, in Carolina. Um, uh, for a, a HBO show called Vice Principles, which is a really fucking amazing show. My friend uh, Georgia May King, she was in it. She played uh, cool. an English actress. 
and uh, and and I just went down to see her, and I, I I wasn't sure if I would meet Danny McBride or not, and I was like, it's cool, even though for me, I'm <laughs> just trying to be cool. <laughs> and then it turns out I go to this bar, and Danny's there, and then and and he comes up to me, he's like, hey, so you're George's friend, da da da, you're a DJ, da da da. Come sit down, and we end up all having dinner, like me, Georgia, his him, his wife, like everyone, and he's just the loveliest guy. We end up just Aww. drinking tequila all night and like sharing fucking queso together and like fucking just chatting all this madness. And then like, like it was just a very surreal experience with a guy that That's is cool. my absolute fucking hero, a Don. Like you see that when you meet people like that, they've got a real like, you know, lost for life. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And it's like, you know, they're not jaded by all of that. No. Cause if you get, I mean, you can't okay, get jaded by certain things, but if you don't appreciate the important things in life, which is meeting people and sharing exactly. experiences, you start yeah. to like not appreciate the life that you have as much. So Precisely. imagine how gassed he is on, the, on his fucking existence because of his humility. You know, exactly. I love that. Don't yeah. get gassed. Don't get gassed. <laughs> Cause there are, there are many people like that. Many musicians that I know you've met yeah. a fuck ton of rappers and a fuck ton of DJs that are so gassed on them themselves when they realize they're on a conveyor belt yeah and in six months five years that no one will give a fuck who they are anyway or even meet people with gas and they haven't even done shit yet that's true that's but, very you know, true fake it till you make it i guess in some senses but <sighs> i guess so i don't yeah. know about too many too many too many concepts here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different <laughs> degrees of waste men <laughs> yeah there i mean we you know we've all met a lot of them um oh, i think yeah. that there's there's a thing in this industry that i that i, that I like to think that it is you know I, I said it briefly off air before to you guys before we started recording and it's it's about finding the the, the people that you can tell have a real passion for for whatever creative industry they're in and just like holding them close and going oh you're, you're cool you're kind of one of the good ones and you know no matter what era I, we work together in or, or hang out in i know you actually are you're kind of cool and you, yeah. you you know yeah. you realize game, that man. it's long Life game is. man long game yeah. you want to be fucking acting in movies at like 50 years old and like fucking yeah. you know rapping on tunes or or being or running shit at 50 years old it doesn't you know that's yeah, why you, I was, had to start, you had to correct yourself in the rapping <laughs> <laughs> nah nah man fuck it I'm down shit. yeah that's <laughs> it you'll be rapping Come at on. 50 you know what I'm saying if Buster how old is he now 52 53 the man out we there still it. bro Dr. Dre Rocky must be old. 60 now come on son I know, <laughs> you know Jay-Z shit. is like 48 bro, or I know, I know, yeah. you know, I'm not, I know rappers Burrell with grandchildren like he never ages. He just doesn't. How is his yeah. face still look like that? Bro, it's insane. It's you know, you know, he fucking he made Rex in effect. I mean, he made uh, fucking Rump Shaker with he Teddy did. Riley when he yeah. was sixteen. Sixteen, bro. Yeah. That's a crazy. But, and he career, didn't have a hit bro. record till he was like twenty nine or something. Yeah. Then he just hadouken them after that. He just killed everybody. I, I mean, I just fucking Pharrell is is such an inspirational yeah. figure. Just to see that he just at every level just kills it. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Like, it's pretty cool. Is there people in the acting world that you look at and you think that is a that is a person whose career I want to follow? I love and it's really awkward. It's really awkward now because I love um, Olivia Coleman and yeah. I've always loved Olivia yeah. Coleman. And I did a I did a show with her called uh, The Flowers, oh, um, which was great. And I di- I didn't actually get to see her that much, but every time I did see her, I and I haven't had that this much, but I would just get like really like shell shocked and I didn't yeah. know what to say and she'd be saying stuff and chatting like a normal person and then I'd be like <laughs> like I, no, I just didn't know what to do with myself so obviously she thought I was a bit weird so we didn't speak yeah. that much and yeah. then I did uh, Broadchurch 
with Olivia again and everyone was like you and Olivia you've already worked together like you guys must be best mates and I was there like like, yeah like definitely not and then the same thing happened when we did Broadchurch but it was worse because we had so many scenes together and then the more that it started happening the more I got weird about it and then obviously the more weird she obviously must have thought I was so by the end of it I kind of I'd still love Olivia Coleman, yep. but I feel like we may never be friends. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like she may think that I'm a nutcase. So wait, how, um, do you, how do you hold it down in a situation where you actually have the, the, the cameras on and you have to go? Camera's like, fine. You're good. As soon as the camera's on, okay, it doesn't matter because then you're in character yeah, and yeah. You, everything's Sick. set out and Sick. you know Great. what you're doing. But then it's like, you know, <laughs> stops and yeah, then it's oh but on, on Broadchurch it was a bit it was a funny one like I really loved it because it's such a great show and I really wanted to be a part of it but it was it, because it was so cut up um the way that we filmed it it was like block by block mm-hmm. so we filmed it in uh order mm-hmm. which means that normally when you film you, you kind of get given a, a slot through mm. the way that they um what's it called oh, well, I get schedule it scared. the way right, they schedule right, right. it yeah. so you'll usually end up doing like you know if it's a five month shoot then maybe you'll do a month and you'll yeah. be in for that month yeah. but because it was in all day it was like coming in and out and oh, in and shit. out and in That's and out awkward. for five months so you just end up kind of uh, never really getting to know anyone yeah, that well yeah, because you're yeah. not staying for that long right. um, so it ended up being quite a an odd an odd job and most of the people on the job as well knew each other because they'd done it for years so it's a bit like being the new kid at school and never getting enough time to actually kind of inject yourself and make friends yeah at this age like you feel like that should be over by now but yeah Yeah, it's walking into a situation where everyone is pals is always a fucking difficult situation yeah i hate that shit the and i can go one of two ways one where either like i'm just steal everybody's friends yeah that's it where either i go super i go super like hey everybody i'm here let's go and i'm just like ah that guy oh that's my boy and you just go in and just fucking like make a total dick of yourself but just fully own it out own it like a house when you go when i go to a house party on my ones and i'm like and then by 20 minutes in, everyone's like, like, that's that guy. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. But then there's 50% of the time, I'm like, I'm a shell. Like, I'm just in yeah, a shell and I'm no just in. like, I'm quite no like that in. as well. Yeah. yeah. You've got, like, every now and then I'll have my it. burst of, like, going for it. But then yeah, if you're in no, a. No, no, no. Period, it's it's bad not. when you go and, you know, you're trying, you're, you're in the zone and you're being that guy and you're still yeah. getting a cold shoulder. Yes. Yeah, like, I'm like, you know, fuck, fuck this part. Oh, that was that guy. Oh, that's yeah. that guy over uh, there. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, that yeah. guy that tried to be oh, yeah. friends with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You'll be gone soon. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, it's, it, to me, it's a very interesting process to watch. Like, uh, being on a, not many, but a few sets. And I was on a set last week that I can't even talk about. I'll tell you in a minute. Ooh. That it's just really exciting. But even just being there and watching some stuff happen, which is a different world to what me and Pat Bro, do. I've hardly been on any sets ever in my life, man. That that surprises me with yeah. you. I mean, I've been on a, like the set of Dallas in Dallas? the 80s. Yeah. I, was I a, mean, what? I was a South Fork, a pass through, pass through Dallas, two, two, pass through. How? Um, I was in a shit. Come on, you said it. <laughs> You're on Dallas. Right, yo, let me be. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break some shit down. I never break fucking taken public no. ever in my life. This is, this is amazing. Two, two before the rap career. Yeah. I was a figure skater. <gasps> 
yeah. this is nonsense. No, so, this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, bruv, come this on. This is bullshit. Google me, bitch. Yo, listen. So I got, no, I don't. I got my first, I got my first silver medal so cool. in Hong Kong in 87. No, I don't Fuck. believe it. Yeah? I don't no. believe it. So I don't it was, I think it. it was, I think it was 88. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, man. We're from Dubai, man. Our team is called Desert Blades, bro. Trust me. Anyway, <laughs> this is this I was is shocking. Ice skating competition. This is shocking. And then uh, That's my crazy. parents were like, "We're gonna go Southwark. We gotta go because like Dallas was big on TV at that time. Yeah, then like, we yeah, have to go." Yeah. So okay. got the invitation. Went to Southwark. Met Jr. Ewing. Oh my god! Two twos. I don't even know if it was Jr. Some dude just said howdy. <laughs> <laughs> and my uncle was like, "Yo, say howdy is Jr." And I was like, "Howdy, Jr. Howdy." Um, yeah. So oh, anyway, but wow. aside from that, aside from Southwark. I haven't been on many fucking film sets in my life. The, 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 so you got to take me. The no, nim- we're moving on from that, fam. We're no, the nimble dexterity of a oh, of a skater. Wow. Out here, man. I got oh, film work. That's the first time dexterity has ever been said on 14 <laughs> episodes. That was... Wow. Yeah, shit. Oh, wow. That, I mean, I'm shocked. I just let that off publicly, man. I mean, it's beautiful. That's such a wonderful... F- I'm yeah, just man, Different lives, man. Orifice Volgatron Different lives of Orifice Volgatron That's true I think that's probably What fucking Gave birth to Orifice Volgatron As some kind of fucking Yeah uh, Break out of his Fucking tutu one time <laughs> <laughs> Two tutus <laughs> Break a tutu. out of spandex Oh sh- Yeah I guess I can't so deal with for, me, it's, for me it's normal I'm like Did yo. you did, What was the catering like Yeah it was good man <laughs> Catering was good yo Do you know what I'm yeah. Western Hotel Dallas We had options You know what I'm saying For oh, me shit. I was like Yo they didn't have McDonald's in Dubai At that time So I was like McDonald's right, you know plus yeah, there was this restaurant called Zucchini it was wow. banging man <laughs> KT was on point wow. bro. McDonald's and Zucchini bloody yeah. hell you were spoiled yeah, <laughs> so what I mean I, I the, the main reason I like going on to friends who are actors and their, their sets is for the catering yeah that's the main reason I go on set for, yeah. and see all these wonderful people and see things happening because it, is, it does take time watching watching these things you know be filmed and, and but catering mm. so you know what Cert- certain tours have the sick catering as well True. you know like I went to see uh, um, a friend of mine a friend of mine is really close to the drama from Pretenders and I went to right. see one of their shows at, at it's like a Mot the Hoople show at at the at the O2 centre and the mm. catering was pretty banging there but like I went, we went on tour with the Prodigy and they had like a fucking catering bus that came with them oh. so they had like the five star gourmet meals every day every show oh, man. and I was wow. like that was banging and it, was, it wasn't just for them it was for the entire crew do you know what I'm saying so yeah, it's like that's cool. certain, I mean like certain perks in the music my, my friend went too, on to you need to get to that JLS he said they, they shipped they yeah. JLS shipped a dim sum chef with them jeez so they had just dim sum on tap that's I love crazy. that like that's, that's crazy amazing. That's what, you, you told of Skrillex as well in America right yeah. and what was the catering like on that catering was banging but I guess it was more local catering there do you know okay. what I'm saying so it's like where, you know because they they the crew's been touring there for a long time so every city they go to they yeah. know that this is the spot where we're of getting course. the food so we didn't take yeah. catering with us as such you know we had okay. a certain amount of food on the rider but there wasn't a truck following us around with the food so but I mean well, I guess American in America every time you go to a town there is like the, the spot that you have yeah, to yeah, eat yeah. so you they were like they, they chose that as the option so. and how, how many dates were in the Skrillex tour? We did about 14 dates because yeah. we had a UK tour that was already booked that we had yeah. to come back for. They wanted us to be on the whole thing, which is like 52, 60 dates or something. But uh, yeah, we'd already booked that, so we couldn't boy off the UK tour. Although kind of it was like coming back from fucking tour bus upon New tour York, bus upon arena, come Shit. back, yo, 
We're that in must fucking, have been so much fun. We're playing in some pub somewhere. It was like, yo, we should have just <laughs> yeah. stayed on that fucking tour, bro. I remember the first show. Yeah. The first show was the gulliest. We came back. And like we had this show in Bristol and we'd never played in this place called the Fleece before. Yeah. You know, whole type of people who run the Fleece, you know, yeah. nothing personal to no, you guys. I played there recently. Yeah, so but we yeah, we coming back after like fucking playing like, you know, big mm. stadium in Houston. Yeah. Two twos now we're at the Fleece. Yeah. And they gave us a table about this big for the decks. Oh Yeah, it was like yeah, it was a bit it was a bit But that is the reality. You know, but fuck it, man, it's real life. I it's, don't give it's like, real for me, life. I don't give a fuck if there's ten people in the room or ten thousand people yeah. and it's like give you, you know, there was a point, you know, you can be disappointed or whatever. But I think for me, I find it more of a challenge when there's less people there, mm. you know, because you have to really put the work in. And also yep. there's that kind of thing, like you feel a bit insecure about the fact that the place hasn't rammed out and what yes. have you. So yes. it's like, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I'm here yes. doing exactly what I fucking love. Get on stage. What you have to do, go on. Dude, your job is to get up there, fucking rap, have a good time and engage yeah. with people. So I'm like, exactly. for me, it's like, you know, cause even, you know, you, every show that we do as much as, as much as the show it is, it's still a rehearsal for the next show, you know? Exactly. So it's like, get up, have a good time, fucking connect with people. People have actually come out to fucking see you. This is and your those life. 10 you know people what I mean? Like, might be those fuck, 10 people that talk about your bro, show. You never time. know what the fuck, you know, one connection yeah, with somebody exactly. is going to do, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and if you set it out that this is shit, what the fuck? It's not going to be amazing. There's no way it's going to be amazing. You're and it step devalues out there and them. It's going to be shit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it devalues yeah. the ten people no, that are it. there. Yeah, it devalues everything, man. You know, exactly. fuck it. We're here. No, I'm, I'm I'm a great believer in that, man. And but but I also uh, deeply believe there wasn't ten people at the fleece when we played the show. Okay, good. <laughs> Just had to say, yeah, I had a six show. Of course, it was Rambo, But yeah. yeah, no, no, but yeah. I know I know exactly what you mean. But also, I I don't know if this is the same or uh, making the link to smaller sets to the to the bigger set. Stuff that you've done, but like when I play smaller shows, I'm so nervous. And if I play like you know, the biggest show I've done was like Seagate Festival, seventy thousand yeah. people, and I wasn't nervous. Yeah. But the tiny little ones, like or like whether it's a hundred people, fifty people, or UK rap shows of twenty people, yeah. I'm shitting it. I can't deal with it because because thing is like you know everyone's there, everyone's cynical, everyone's like, uh, but then like also the fact that there's not so many people in the room is that everybody notices everybody, yeah. so everyone kind of becomes much more like conscious of themselves. So it's like, but the thing is, I feel like motherfuckers have come out to the show, so they're ready to have a good time. So it's like, no matter if it takes one track or ten tracks, you know, you know, just fucking keep going till till mm. they come out, and then That's true. you know they'll have a good time in the end. And do do you ever get nervous on set? I do get nervous on set. Yeah, 100%. But I think it's the, the actually the opposite. So uh, on things that I've done, like when I did King Arthur, because that was massive. That's the biggest thing but, I've ever yeah. done. Huge amount of crew, huge sets. Um, it was at Leaveston Studio where they do like Harry Potter and mm. Fantastic Beasts and Jungle Book and all that crap. So all the big stuff. Um and I, yeah, felt really like nervous and it felt a lot bigger. Whereas, funnily enough, when it's smaller crew and it's kind of like television or even like short films, uh, there's something in that that feels a lot more like family. They're very intimate. Yeah. So when it's you have that, intimate. it's a lot more, it's, it's a lot easier to kind of feel mm. everyone's energy and everyone yeah. wants to kind of make something yeah. great. And yeah, then I, I find it a lot easier to get into it than I do on big things. Because it's like, it's like a private performance, you know what I mean? When you, yeah. when you yeah, there's loads of people the there, you're not that's doing a public is. performance for yeah, anyone. Yeah, it's so not it's like, if you were in theatre, I feel yeah. like it would probably be the same. Like if you're yeah. doing a play and there's like 10 people there, I would imagine that you'd feel quite nervous. But if you're doing a play and there's loads of people there then you're in your element it's yeah. like this is it yeah. but I think in television and film because everything is so downplayed and intimate and small that when there's only a small amount 
of people around, yeah. that probably yeah. makes it a lot easier to do than when yeah. there's loads of people around. Definitely. Yeah, no, I could feel, I, I understand. I mean, I think with, with, with acting, it, from, I, I've been, my acting experience is limited, but it's just all my own videos. I just mm. act in all my own videos because I think, fuck it. But even then, like, I'm just like, having the permission from a director yeah. to go be this character do the, be this person it's fucking difficult I don't, I'm, I have almost respect yeah. for actors for hats, stand-ups hats off man. yeah because <laughs> it's just I, you know it's a very different we get to hi- me, me and Pav we get to hide behind music yeah the basically time. Have, that's, the, that's the framework you know what I mean yeah. like, I can kind of like I've got that safety yeah. net you know what I mean it's like but I guess like yeah hats off to actors hats off because like, I thought it's like, you know what I mean like I can be a funny guy at the party yeah. and I can do loads <laughs> of characters and accents and all yeah. of this shit and you know, but then when I actually came, I went to a couple of couple of auditions, and I was just mm-hmm. like, just fucking like I was like a stick. You know what I mean? Like I was like some quivering like auditions fucking are really rod, hard like, because yeah. when you're like in the room, when you're actually acting, yeah, and you've got that person there, and you've got the setting, mm. and you're in it, and you feel the character. Mm. Obviously, it's easy. You get in it, and yeah. you're doing it. But when you're in an audition room, and it's a fucking sterile room, and yeah. there's a camera right there, and there's mm. the casting director reading the lines with you, yeah. and you're not doing anything, you're just stood there, and you start thinking. <laughs> where are my arms what yeah. the fuck am I doing what with my, my hands doing? like yeah. everything kind of suddenly becomes a bit stupid yeah, and yeah, then it's yeah. really hard to sell what you can do yeah, yeah, yeah. in that moment like yeah, all yeah definitely what's, if, especially when you feel yourself shrinking when you've walked into the room that's yeah kind of like, it's uh, a difficult you know. thing I mean I like auditions I do like them for the challenge or for, for, for just the experience it depends like what it, if it's a great script and if you get along with a casting director mm. it can be really fun and you can go in there so I do like that feeling of it and also that nervous energy and everything but then also I find it really hard and I think most actors do because I think you come out of it and you know that if you were in the situation you could do it Mm. but it's just really hard selling that when you don't have much there to sell it with Course. because you can't you can't do half the things that are even in the script yeah. Half, uh, most of what's going on isn't happening you're yeah. you're just stood there pretending yeah. and you don't want to pretend too much yeah, yeah. because CGI. then it becomes stupid yeah, so if you start pretending too much mm. then you just look like an idiot yeah so you have to kind of find like a balance of like pretending enough that yeah. you're like getting through the scene yeah. but not going too mad that you're kind of pretending every little moment or pretending that you're it stuff like, like pretending to eat or pretending to like yeah drink a cup of, it's just awful it's just you, like yeah being an imp- improv group I yeah, am eating it's horrible I did this audition recently and I I did get the job but Actually, <laughs> right. I can't talk about all it right, though yeah. but in it um, that me and this guy are on a date and, and and we have to be eating and it was like it was like yeah. a kind of standoff of like are we actually going to pretend to eat? And then it was like, oh, yeah, we are going to pretend to eat. So we're there, like, pretending to eat. Yeah. And it's like, taking, sp- and doing the like, mm. yeah, that's like, it. Eat it, like to, uh, eating, and there's a bit where like, I had to offer my fucking fork of food to oh, him, no, and grim. he has to eat the pretend food. That's grim. It's just, it sounds like a parallel vacation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what up Stephanie like straight out of it like it's horrendous it's so embarrassing oh wow yeah. also because no one wants to watch me eat so I doing it <laughs> pretend oh you never know 
there might be certain sites yeah. for that to happen. I mean, fuck. Um, all right. Well, listen, I think that is, that is the perfect time to wrap up episode 14 Jeez. of the Thanks for Trying podcast. Thank you so much to my guests, Pavan and Georgina Campbell. So, pick up yourselves. Thanks. Pick up. Pick You have been listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode 14. Big shout out to my guests, Georgina Campbell and Pavan. Shout out to you for listening. Big up to Seb White for recording the show. And do not forget, if you love the Thanks for Trying podcast, go on to iTunes, click five stars, leave a review, say what's up. Give us a holler who you want to see on the next episode. And catch you next month. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.